Are you ready? You, you got a few that's pushing you. Come on, let's be honest. Can we just be honest for a second? Come on, there are too many people riding on you. You got a mother. She's been doing everything she can to put food on the table. You got to do it for her. You got a father that's counting on you. You got to do it for him. You got some siblings that are watching you right now. You got to do it for them. You got a grandmother who's been praying for you. You got a grandmother who's been looking out for you. You got a grandmother that you got to do it for her. But guess what else? You got to do it for you. You got to get fuel on the inside and say, now is my time. There is no perfect moment. Now is the only perfect moment you need. Let me say that again. Now is the only perfect moment you need. Stop waiting for later. Now is the time to say I'm going to be successful. Don't wait for later. Say now is the time that I'm getting in them books. Don't wait for later. Now is the time to say I'm going to make the next step. To say I'm ready. I'm ready. I dare you to write that. Put it somewhere in some comment. Put it somewhere. Say I'm ready. Now is the time. I'm ready to build a legacy. I'm ready to make my mark. I'm ready to do this for my family. I'm ready to do this for my mother. I'm ready to win for my father. I'm ready to make my last name bigger than my first name. I'm ready to make history. I'm ready to do something nobody's ever done before. I'm ready to speak to every mountain in my way and tell that mountain to get out my way. I'm ready to make a difference. I'm ready to do something in my community. I'm ready to be the leader in my neighborhood. I'm ready to study. I'm ready to finish these papers. I'm ready to get this diploma. I'm ready to be educated. I'm ready. I dare you right now just to say I'm ready. It's my moment. It's my time. I'm not just hyped up. I'm informed and transformed and ready to do something that nobody ever thought I could do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's your time. It's your moment. Make an impact. Maybe everybody doesn't love you. Maybe there are many people that don't like you. Maybe people just don't believe in what you believe in. But what do you believe in? You trusted more in doubt. You trusted more in people rejecting you. Not believing that you had a unique purpose. You had something special that just has not been awakened yet. You thought that every time someone looked down on you, you didn't have the ability to look up. 
You didn't have the ability to trust in yourself. You thought that people had more faith in your failures than your success. And no matter how hard you work at your craft, they will still find some fault in you. It must happen this way because this is the only way you're gonna know what you must do to get better at whatever it is that you are seeking in your life. No one said it was gonna be easy. In fact, nobody's really gonna hold your hand. But you got to have the ability to hold yourself up. You have to have enough faith within yourself to understand that no matter how far you go in your life, that it's your life. You believe in the answers that they had for you instead of answering your own question. Am I good enough? Can I be the best of myself? The time has come for you to understand that you cannot depend on the opinions of others. You cannot just trust in the opinions of others. You cannot allow other people to validate you. Because you are just who you are. Nobody is going to be like you. Nobody can be as strong as you. Nobody can walk the walk like you. That's what makes you different. That's what makes you unique. So prove them wrong. But prove yourself to be right. If you hang around sharks long enough, it will transform your mindset, and I promise you, you will be like a shark. You will think like a shark. And you can't go backwards, and if you stop swimming, you will die! And don't you ever forget that the rest of your life. Don't you ever stop moving. Don't you ever go backwards. I know what it feels like to sit on a bench. I know what it feels like to get knocked down. I know what it feels like to have a hope and a dream and nobody believes in it. I, I wish I didn't quit. I wish I acted better. I wish I didn't get kicked out of school. I wish I didn't give up on my kid. I wish, I wish, I wish that is regret. There's still time. What are you working on right now? Because sometimes in life, all you got is that one thing. God gave you one thing to do. That's all you got is that one thing. I know life will knock you down. I know life can be tough, but you are on a journey. You know, my dad would say, go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Be sweet. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Every time I left the house, my mom would say, be sweet, baby. Be sweet. My dad would say, go get it, son. Go get it. Go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet. 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 You got to be ready to fight and bounce back. Punch and counter punch. Jab and jab back. Let me tell you something. Life is a series of fights. The worst thing you can do is run away from your fights. In order for you to rise up, you better take your game to the next level. Your mindset needs to go to the next level. Your information needs to go to the next level. Your relationships need to go to the next level. To be a shark, 
It's about how you move, how you operate, how you navigate. You have to be disciplined every single day and train yourself to follow through on all your fundamentals and that's how you're going to be successful. You have to do it when you don't feel like it. You have to do it when you feel discouraged. You have to do it when you don't feel healthy. You have to do it when you're under the weather. Every single day, you have to train yourself to focus and commit to your business and follow through. Fighting for your future. Fighting for your dream. Fighting for success. When you come over depression, you raise your arms like a chip. When you overcome bankruptcy, raise your arms in victory. Don't you ever lose hope. Don't you ever give up your mindset. Sharks are powerful creatures. You got to think different. You got to be different if you want to be at the top of your food chain. Here we are, a new year, another opportunity, an opportunity of a lifetime. This is the year that we said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be stronger instead of fearful. This is my yeah! Today you have an opportunity to chart a new path. So do me a favor. Step into your new you. Step into your new year. Because success is waiting for you. And the thing you gotta ask yourself is, am I gonna repeat my history or will I blaze a new trail? Today, you have a chance to get up and attack your goals. Let this be the year of no regrets. The real you is breathing down your neck, begging you to manifest. It's got to be a lifestyle change. When you shift your paradigm, when you shift your thinking, only then... What you see in your head, you will hold in your hand. Motivation has an expiration date. And when motivation dies, discipline must take its place. Because when motivation dies, you are left talking and not doing. The only way you're going to do is if discipline takes the place of your motivation. This is your year, because you are still in it. Get to work! Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. A new year. Another opportunity. An opportunity of a lifetime. There's 200 people or 150 people that start the class. There's a hundred helmets of people that quit. Grown men whose dream it was to be a SEAL that get there, that did all this physical training and all this preparation and signed that dotted line and committed to six years and they show up there and they get to that training and they ring that bell. No one knows who's gonna make it through that program. 
the only way to know what's in the core of a human being is to rip that thing apart and see what's in there. And until you rip it apart and see what's in there, you don't know. What does it take to not ring the bell? Don't quit. People always ask me, what should I concentrate on? What's, what's your advice for me going to buds? Like, don't quit. Don't quit. Like, train hard, don't quit. Well, if you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature. And the places where human nature reveals itself most clearly are times of extreme suffering and inhumanity. I had a bunch of hard-headed, very determined, thick-skulled guys that, you know, I had to get them to do what I wanted them to do, I had to get them to want to do. Trust is built on relationships, relationships are built on trust. If you don't trust me, we don't really have a relationship. My first platoon, we were doing a training operation, we get into this tactical situation, everyone in my platoon is focused on one area. Everyone's looking down their weapons, waiting for a threat to expose itself which means you got 16 guys looking down their weapons and I'm waiting for someone to make a call. I was a new guy. I'm waiting for someone above me in the chain of command to say, hey, move here or hey, move forward or, or make some kind of a decision. And as I'm waiting, no one's doing it. So, I, so I'm a new guy. I'm scared to say anything and I know I shouldn't say anything. So I'm just waiting and no one's giving an order. No one's giving any direction. So I wait longer. And this goes on for probably 30 seconds or a minute, which is a really long time when you're trying to take down a target. And finally, I said to myself, all right, I'm gonna see what's going on. So I actually point my weapon at the ceiling and I take a step back and I just look around. And, and I see that every single person in my platoon, including my platoon commander, including the assistant platoon commander, including the platoon leading petty officer, everyone is just focused on their weapons and no one's making a decision. And I can see this. And because I'm looking around, and I'm detached from the scenario, just by, just by eight inches I stepped back. Stepped back and looked around. I can see what decision needs to be made. And so I, I summoned up as much courage as I could as a new guy, because new guys don't make decisions. And I said, hold left, clear right, which is a basic command that we had rehearsed and you would practice. And I expected someone to say, you know, shut up, <laughs> shut up Jocko. But instead they repeated the command. They all said, hold left, clear right, which means we were gonna execute it. And sure enough, the guys on the left held and the guys on the right cleared and we, we got done. And instead of someone saying, hey, you need to keep your mouth shut, like one of the more senior guys said, hey, good job up there, way to make a call. So I looked at it and I said, wait a second, how could I have, a, as a new guy, have made a decision in that situation that was better than what the more senior, more experienced guys were making? And I realized it was because I took a step back and detached from it. So at that moment, I said to myself, okay, from now on, when I get into these tactical scenarios, I'm gonna take a step back and I'm gonna try and look around and I'm gonna try and detach myself from the chaos and the mayhem. And I started doing it all the time. In every tactical situation, in the land warfare, in the mountains, in the urban environments, I was doing it all the time. And I was able to like see what was happening. It was like a superpower to be able to see what was happening and make decisions. And so then I actually started doing it when I was having conversations. And if you and I were in a disagreement and you started getting emotional, instead of me getting emotional back at you, I would just take a step back and be like, oh, okay, he's really, he's really concerned about this. Why is he so concerned? What does he see that I don't see? And I started actually just detaching all the time. And that became 
a very powerful tool in leadership that I use to this day. My second platoon, our platoon commander, the guy actually in charge of the whole platoon, he's not very experienced. He didn't listen. He didn't take advice. He didn't take guidance. Everything was like his way or the highway. And we had a mutiny inside of our platoon. We went to our commanding officer and said, hey, sir, we don't want to work for our platoon commander. He, he doesn't listen. He's arrogant. And eventually what ended up happening was this guy got fired as our platoon commander. And that left an impact on me because as I'm watching this going, I'm thinking to myself, why don't we like this guy? Why doesn't anyone want to listen to this guy? Why don't we want to follow this guy? And the reason, because he was arrogant and he didn't listen and he didn't give us any ownership of everything. Everything was about him. And that would, that would have made an impression on me. That, that would have left a mark. But the mark got left even more clearly because when that guy got fired, the guy that came in and took over for him was, was like, I hate to use the word legendary, but he was a pretty legendary SEAL, had a ton of experience. He'd come up through the ranks and he had been stationed at every different kind of SEAL team. And he took over as our platoon commander. And I kind of thought to myself, well, he's going to take over because we're a bunch of mutineers and they need to put someone really strong that's going to like whip us back into shape. So I was anticipating that we were going to have this super hardcore guy. And, and this guy shows up and he's got a nice smile on his face and he's super humble. And I remember the, one of the first things he said to us was like, I look forward to working with you guys. And I was, it, it, the, that word right there, I'm gonna work with you guys. Not, not I'm in charge, I'm glad I'm taking over, I'm glad to be your commander. It was nothing like that. He said, hey, I'm looking forward to working with you guys. So all of a sudden it was totally different. And he started putting us in charge of things. Instead of him coming up with a plan, he would say, hey, you guys come up with a plan and let me know how you wanna do it. And all of a sudden we had all this ownership and that made me reflect on the way the first guy had acted compared to the way this guy had acted. And I realized how important it was to be a humble leader and to listen to other people and to give ownership to other people. In the third platoon, it was a good solid platoon and we had a good platoon commander and we were out in the desert doing some training and uh, some targets popped up. We start engaging the targets like we're supposed to and everyone gets in the prone position and is returning fire. And I did what I had been doing this whole time, which was detach. I kind of took a step back, took, shot a couple rounds, then kind of pulled back and looked to see what was going on. And I saw the call that needed to be made. And I gave the platoon commander a couple seconds to make a call and he didn't make it. So, you know, I call, I made the call, peel left. And everyone said, okay, peel left. And we peeled left and we left the scenario and we got our distance and then we stopped the training exercise and we did a little debrief. And during the debrief, the platoon commander, you know, he said to me, well, why did you make that call? And I said, well, I could see what we needed to do, you know, and you hadn't made a call, so I, I you know, I, I made the call. And he goes, well, I actually didn't want to peel left. I wanted to assault the target. And, and, and right there in that split second, I kind of thought to myself, well, like part of my ego flared up and I was kind of thinking, I, I could have said something along the lines of, well, you need to make a call faster. If you're not going to step up and lead, then I'm going to do it. Like I could have said that. But I realized at that moment in time, wait a second, I didn't need to make a call. The, the problem could have developed more. But for some reason, I thought that I needed to be the guy. And I said, no, you know what? You don't need to be the guy. You're a leader. You need to support your leader. And it's not about you. And what you have to do is subordinate your ego and be supportive of the person that's in charge. And you move forward together as a team. Because that's what it's about. It's not about me. It's about the team. There's a word that people bring up a lot 
and I think they're pretty interchangeable and it's relationships and trust, right? It's relate trust is built on relationships. Relationships are built on trust. If you don't trust me, we don't really have a relationship. If you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature and the places where human nature reveals itself most clearly are times of extreme sorrow, pain, suffering, and inhumanity. And if we don't recognize what causes that, where that comes from, and that it's actually possible, then it's bound to happen again.